here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. And trust me, this isn't sour grapes, but the fact that Dwayne is in the main event at WrestleMania next year and I'm not makes me sick. CM Punk, the promo. Jeff, we got a great episode of Shake Them Ropes coming up this week. Uh, some may call it the last episode. Some may call it the beginning of a new era. Jeff, what would you call it? I'd call it your last episode for now, but you're coming back for a few episodes a year. For and a I'm going to figure out what Am the Am I the Brock Lesnar of Shake Them Ropes now? Yes. You're, uh, you're, oh, you know what? People will actually now miss you. And then instead of insulting you publicly on Twitter, which pisses me off. Oh, my gosh. It's like, dude, if you don't like Rob, that's fine. Just don't, you know, whatever. I mean, you're, you're going to go off and you're going to have kids with your wife. And then, you know, your kids will fall in love with me and go, where's Uncle Jeff at? That's right. And then you'll still be mad at me about it. Like, they st- even my kids like Jeff better than me. Ugh. Still got to get you that uh, that noise gate I promised you a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still waiting on that because yeah. there's probably noise in the background right but, now. Some guy just threw a bunch of bottles down the trash. But your, <laughs> uh, your Mac Weldon is in the mail. Oh, good. Is it? Are you are you serious? Or are you just like sitting? Well, let's let's not go too far. Let's just say it's in a box somewhere. <laughs> Might be ready. Uh, we we have that to discuss as uh, as broken on Twitter earlier today by at crap game 13. Oh, man, I should have leaked this to the USA today. I should have given them the credit uh, at crap. Hold game. on. Hold on. Go ahead. Na- hold on. Go Nationally ahead. syndicated broadcaster. Jeff Hawkins. Oh, that's right. Jeff, you uh yes. you keep moving up. You've used this platform to catapult yourself into bigger and better things. You were on Wrestling Observer Live, the actual radio version, the one where people could listen on the AM and FM radio. Yes. So you're uh you are nationally and, uh, syndicated. And Mike now. Se- and Mike Sempervivi. Yeah, Mike Sempervivi uh filibustered me so I could barely talk. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh that's good. That's pretty much the gimmick of Shake Them Ropes for the last three and a half years. That's true. I'm used to it. The fewer words Jeff speaks, the better the show is. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. Um, we got uh, we got uh, the the future of Shake Them Ropes to discuss a little bit later on. We have Shinsuke Nakamura being bitten by a dog, not just mm-hmm. any dog, but by a police dog sniffing for bomb making materials in Bakersfield, California, or as Michael Cole and Tom Phillips say, California. Uh, was it Bakersfield or, oh yeah, it was okay. The meth capital of, uh, of the U S cause right. Wasn't, uh, wasn't raw in Ontario and then Smackdown yeah, raw was in Ontario, the, the scene of the Jimmy Jacobs yes, they, selfie. Yes, the they club. do not. Uh, they do not. Uh, they don't actually announce what city they're in when they go to these places. Uh, it's just Northern California. It's just California. They, this one is, it's usually, uh, right outside Los Angeles, right outside I think Los Angeles. Call call it on the air. Yeah, we're we're right outside Los Angeles. Uh, they could let, be doing me, a show in ask, Hawaii. Let me ask you a wrestling. Let me ask you a wrestling related question. Uh, ask me a wrestling Is, related it, question. Since you watched Raw, okay. Yes, I did. I actually did. Mm-hmm. Bailey. Bailey. Heel. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. Okay. I, I, this I think is so. Just 
it's so frustrating to me because I was having this argument all week on Twitter. Okay, she cussed, yeah. which is against her character. She jumped Sasha for no reason. Right. That makes her a heel. Yes. And yet she gets a big pop, so they may be reconsidering this. Well, but everybody's <laughs> like, yeah, but Sasha did all these mean things over the weeks. And I'm like, yeah, but the reason she jumped her was because she lost clean in a match. Here's she didn't the do thing. anything during the match to make her do that. Here's the thing about Sasha Banks and Bailey in this. Bailey's been getting Bailey had been getting tepid reactions. She'd been getting booed um, because people don't want to see that, you know, bubblegum Bailey. They want to have a little bit of an edge. You have to have a little bit of an edge. I mean, Steve Austin was a mega face and he had an edge. And not to compare Bailey to Steve Austin, but comparing any type of babyface in this day and age, you can't be super bubblegum. People will find that lame and they will start to boo you. And they were doing that with Bailey and Bailey finally did something about it. And people like seeing an edge and seeing, you know, her take her own actions or take basically what Sasha Banks has been doing and finally do something about it. Uh, I I think people are more on the side of Sasha Banks in this one. I think uh, what in WWE's eyes, Bailey was turning heel there, depending on the crowd reaction for weeks to come. will determine if she actually will be one or not. Um, but at this point, any change of pace for Bailey is welcome, is it not? Yeah, I, I guess. I, I, I still, I, it's one of those things where you're comparing it to what they should have done. I think, and that's always my issue. Is, is okay. Well, you did get some female fans out of the Bailey character, so now you're just gonna say the heck with you guys because it's not like she doesn't move merch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just don't know what they, I, I, it's Sasha Banks and Bailey. I mean, they may yeah. not know exactly where they're going to end up with Sasha Banks and Bailey. Like you, you oh, have the Ronda I, Rousey I thing going, they don't. <laughs> right? Well, you just have, you have Ronda Rousey, you have Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. You have, uh, you have so much going on in the women's division. There is, you can just have mm-hmm. these two go back and forth for months if you want to, and see kind of where it shakes out. See who's yeah. popular at the end of the time period. You don't, you don't have to have me lay a prop. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Man, I am just talking over you all day. Well, what's happening? I don't know. I can't tell if it's the lag in the connection we have, or if you just are like, I'm I'm just going to, it's the last show. I'm going to talk whenever I want. It's, I think it's the lag. Okay. Um, It's gotta be the lag. It's gotta be lag here. In fact, let's reconnect and see if that goes away. And we're back on shake them ropes. Jeff Hawkins has returned. Rob McCarron has returned. That's me. Uh, before we get too far in this whole Bailey, Sasha, Raw, SmackDown, blah, 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 I want to let everyone know that this week's episode of Shake Them Ropes, episode 273, is sponsored by the Bakersfield Police Department. If you have someone who needs bit, they got the biting. Bakersfield Police Department. Jeff, did you have more thoughts on Bailey being the super mega heel of Earth and Sasha Banks being poor widow babyface? All right, she's going to anger management classes next week. Oh yeah, they're doing they're doing the hugging thing, which is odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, hugging's super back. I, I think it's because Vince is just so happy with the way Raw and SmackDown TV deals went about that he's just he wants hugging all throughout the television program. So now you have hugging on Raw. You have hugging obviously back on SmackDown as Team Hell No is well, coming back from my, the dead. That goes into my question. Go for it. What what's the prop bet that we get Shelby? Dr. Shelby on both Raw and SmackDown next week. Oh, I mean, you're seeing him once. I don't know what show you're seeing him on, but you're seeing him at least once. Mm. I would imagine they're okay. going to try to get him 
to uh, to do the anger management for Sasha and Bailey. Could they reference Team Hell No? Could they show some uh, some back in the day segments? Maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, but that's your that was your big gimmick on SmackDown because no one else was on the show. Shinsuke was bit. He couldn't be on the show. So Jeff Hardy had to uh, wrestle someone else for the U.S. title. That was the big match they were promoting. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. There was no Samoa Joe or Dan or uh, not Dan Bryan, but AJ Styles. Uh, everyone was gone. Everyone was overseas. Yeah, no, that that's about right. I mean, the, the biggest star on uh, SmackDown last night, I think, was Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch, Jeff Hardy. Uh, you could say Daniel Bryan. Kane made his big return. Kane oh, is back right. on yeah. SmackDown. Um, I he just goes comes and goes when he pleases on whatever show, whatever show doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Look look at this. What, what uh, am I next week's at? Raw? Oh, next, next week's, week's Raw. Yeah, tell guess, me about guess it. Guess where? Because I was gonna go. Okay, who's gonna be the indie wrestler in the uh, in in the anger management class that gets beat up by Bailey? Um, guess the location of Raw next week. Raw next week is in. Well, it's got to have something to do with. Oh, wait. Are they in San Jose or are they in Boston? They are in neither. Oh, they are. Let's put it this way: this is going to be a throwaway Raw. Very throwaway. Are they raw. in? So it doesn't matter. Are they either in Iowa, Arkansas, or Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania? South Dakota. Oh, that's pretty much throwaway. Yeah, that's kind of in the Iowa hemisphere there. <laughs> South Dakota is a throwaway raw. So indie wrestlers, ah, who even who even works up out there? Someone from Chicago will fly up, I'm sure. The the only South Dakota I know is uh Shayna Baszler. But oh, uh <laughs> little Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler. Uh had quite the match with Tony Storm, I guess you can call it. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, Shayna Baszler does this thing where some matches are good, some matches are whatever. And part of it, I think, is just the type of match they lay out for. Like, listen, she's the MMA gimmick. I mean, it's not going to be superheated pro wrestling match right now. But then at the other end of the spectrum, you have Ronda Rousey, who's doing superheated pro wrestling matches. I thought they had a few good shows in the UK. I watched, uh, I skimmed through some of them. I watched the big matches in uh, on both uh, specials. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to finally see the Gulak uh, Jack Gallagher match. Okay. I thought that was pretty good too. But uh, no, I, I thought uh, you know, and I love the fact that they made UK NXT. I, I think that's a smart, smart move on their part. Yeah, no, they, I I have not seen the entire special. I've seen uh, some of the important bits of it: the NXT Tag Team Title Change, uh, Mustache Mountain, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate are your new NXT Tag Team Champions. Uh, you had the NXT special Ricochet and, and, uh, Alistair Black. I mean, they're, they're starting to build something there. Uh, mm-hmm. don't know quite well, uh, if that's going to be the next direction for the next pay-per-view or what they're going to do exactly, but, uh, they're starting to build some things there. Ricochet's getting in the uh, game. Uh, been seeing these EC3 promos about how he wasn't even on takeover and he's, uh, he's going to talk to Mr. Regal. He's going to make something happen that there won't ever be a takeover without EC3 on it here in the future. Uh, do you think that's true, Jeff? Do you think EC3 will be on the next TakeOver show? Or could we be in for the gimmick where EC3 gets left out of these big shows until eventually something something boils over with him and he becomes mega heel EC3? I'd go with the latter. Okay, okay. So that means a show or two without him, which also means, I mean, how many more do we have this year? Two? We have two more NXT TakeOvers this year? Is it possible he's left off all the way until Royal Rumble time? It's possible, yeah. 
Is and EC- that's where he gets his, or maybe that's where he gets his, and that's where he gets his uh, title match. Mm. Is EC3 going to be in the Royal Rumble in 2019? Are you going to be there live for EC3's Royal Rumble debut? <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm going to be there just due to the job change. But, uh, what? Job change? This is the first time hearing about this. Mm-hmm. You can follow Jeff at Crap Game 13 on Twitter. You can follow me at Rob from Indiana. Follow the show at Shake Them Ropes. Jeff Hawkins going to have full control at the at Shake Them Ropes handle here soon, so be ready for that, kids. What over under? Uh, not even an over under chances, Jeff, mm. that you use the Shake Them Ropes handle. Um, pretty good. I think I'll just okay. port all my wrestling thoughts there. There you go. And, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's probably a good idea. That's probably a good idea. Uh, let's see. Got this. This show is going to be all uh, all over the place. I know this was a wild. Uh, Wild for different reasons week of uh, of WWE. Uh, plus, you have all your, your personal things going on with the job change, which will affect this show. Um, next week is July. We're coming up in the second half of the year already. Jeff, this year is going by so quickly. Flying by to the point where I barely register that Ricochet's even been around. Like, I know he's had the couple of takeovers, the WrestleMania and then the, the match with Velveteen Dream, but I'm like... Okay, finally, we're starting to see Ricochet here in here in NXT. When EC3 gets his first big program and be like, finally, EC3 is here in NXT. They've been around for four months. Just feels like nothing's gotten going. Mm-hmm. This, this whole summer has been holding period. Now we don't even know what the main event is for Extreme Rules. Like all of a sudden they they announced that this multi-man match that they had last year to depend to uh, to pick out Brock Lesnar's opponent. Uh, it's not happening this year, even though after they already announced it, it looks like it's just going to be Roman and Bobby Lashley. The winner gets Brock Lesnar. Okay. Like what the hell's going on? They just decided to jumble everyone up and, and storylines didn't jive to do a five man match. Like what's happening here? I had no idea why they did that. I, I really can't, unless they think that this is a money type match to really build interest in the Brock thing. I we, think yeah. maybe, maybe they've just gotten like, I mean, because look, this is their go. Their multi-man matches are lazy in terms of creativity and and booking it because they do that all the time. Oh, we're going to have a six wave, you know, whatever to to see who the number one contender is. And Finn Balor will look great until he gets killed at the end and then he gets pinned or something to that effect. I mean, that that's always kind of the story. It's just this is the lazy time of WWE we've talked about since WrestleMania. It's just been pure laziness. Which, no, whatever. no, no, no. I it have has. to cut you off there. It's been I have pure to cut laziness. you off there because other than even Mania, which was lazy, it's been lazy all year. Okay. Well, you can, yeah, you can say that. Um, and, and this does not mean necessarily always bad lazy either. I mean, right, Shinsuke right. Nakamura winning the Rumble was what everyone predicted, and it happened, and it was great. And you got AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania. That was a good idea. Um, I, I would say the intercontinental title run they've had with Seth Rollins has been interesting. And now they're doing Seth Rollins versus Drew and Dolph. And this is a big come up for Drew McIntyre. I think a Seth Rollins, a Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre program would be really fun right now. Uh, you're maybe adding Roman Reigns into that. Maybe you're returning Dean Ambrose at some point here. There's some good things going on in WWE right now. And this multi-man match, one, it's a way for them to cram a lot of people on the show because they're doing the dual-branded pay-per-views now, and yes, they're four hours, but you still have a finite amount of space for everybody on the roster. So seemingly multi-man matches on these pay-per-views was going to be a regular thing. They already announced the match, and their reason for getting out of it, whatever they are, maybe they have other ideas for the people who are eventually going to be in this match or whatever. 
But the reasoning on TV was Brock Lesnar contractually didn't allow this match to take place. Like Brock Lesnar has a, a say in not just who his challengers are, but how his challengers are de- are decided. Like that's what you come up with. Like Brock Lesnar's contract stops us from being able to have a multi-man match, yet he's going to okay Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley because that still gets you the result, most likely, that Roman Reigns has a, cha- has a chance to be your challenger. The whole idea is he doesn't want Roman Reigns in these matches. He doesn't care about the multi-man aspect. Just kick Roman Reigns out. You know, if he has that clause in his contract, this man needs to be the biggest baby face in the history of this company for yeah. having that kind of leverage in also, negotiations. Why would he allow any, <laughs> any number one contendership match? Obviously this 30 day rule doesn't apply anymore because the guy's not on TV for six months at a time. Obviously that's oh. out of the window, right? So what in his contract is just stopping him from saying, you know what? No challengers. I'm retiring with the belt. I refuse to wrestle anybody with an R in their name. And then he just goes on his merry way. Fucking Randy you know? Orton would be screwed. <laughs> Poor Randy. Bring this guy back too. I'm, I'm getting sick of this Randy Orton hiatus. Like get off of your vacation. Come on back and save these shows. Randy Orton should just skip to raw. Do you listen? All right. <laughs> go out in your blaze of glory. Come on. Listen to me right now. Do it. Say if, it. If Kane can go on any show he wants to, how are you stopping Randy Orton? The 18 time world heavyweight champion. I, I, I believe my facts are right on that. Don't check me. 18-time world champion Randy Orton, who is already a pro wrestling Hall of Famer in every pro wrestling Hall of Fame that you can think of right now. He is a living legend. How does this guy not get to choose what show he's on? And also, serious note, Jeff, Randy Orton on Raw, I think, would be a much better idea than having him come back on SmackDown. Randy Orton right now fits on Raw. I want to see this guy stomping Elias. I want to see this guy going toe to toe with Braun Strowman. Randy Orton, Braun Strowman should be your main event of every pay-per-view for the rest of the year. Hold on. No, I wanted you to go to your natural conclusion. I want to see Randy Orton against Braun Strowman. And then next go, I want to see Randy Orton have a great feud with Jinder Mahal. Oh, wait. No, that one already yeah. happened. That- <laughs> yeah. And that, that was terrible. It was, uh, it was sadistic, but this is what I'm saying. Braun Strowman should be your main event challenger for Randy Orton for the rest of this year because, and they got to get it you know, through here right now, because Randy Orton's going on to win the Royal Rumble, uh, either him or Tino Sabatelli, and they're going on to a three-way at WrestleMania with Tino, Randy Orton, and Emma. Can I, can I make a serious point here within you, within this? Because you actually I mean, you brought can, something up that I You can I add to another more. serious point to the many I've just produced, if you'd like. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I really hate the fact that they're going to run down our throats that Braun Strowman has this briefcase. Oh, monster. Mr. So, monster in the bank. If, if you guys want to know why shake them ropes is ending, it's because of Mr. Monster in the bank. <laughs> because the smart move here would be, you know, mention it on the Monday TV never. and then never show us the briefcase never. again for like eight months. Don't even remind us on TV. This guy, but, this guy came from a swamp, right? He was brought to WWE from a swamp by Brock or Bray, uh, Bray Wyatt. Is that right? <laughs> So go back. I want a vignette and I don't care if it's hokey one time. It's better to be hokey one time than be hokey week after week after week. I don't even know what the shit was with Kevin Owens this week with the car. Uh, I want Braun Strowman to take his briefcase to the swamp. And for all I know, this swamp can be conveniently located next door to the Hardy compound. And that's really what they should be doing with this whole deleters of world thing. They should find out that they were neighbors the entire time. But I want... (laughs) 
I want Braun Strowman to go to the swamp in the backyards of North Carolina. I want him to put his briefcase somewhere in the swamp where only he can find it. Only he knows where it is. Hide it. Don't take it with you week after week. I want them never to mention it. And then boom, all of a sudden, Undertaker style, you just see backstage one day. Not even backstage, like super backstage, because again, backwoods in North Carolina. Like Steve Austin on the bridge throwing the icy title out. Just all of a sudden on the Tron, there's Braun Strowman back in the woods. Everyone starts to rumble and murmur because everyone knows what this means. That means Braun Strowman's not at the show. He's there in North Carolina getting the briefcase because, oh, what's going to happen? Braun Strowman is going to cash in this briefcase soon. So you see Braun Strowman dig out this briefcase by his bare hands from the backwoods of his North Carolina compound home. And all of a sudden next week on TV, lights go out, end of the show. Could be a pay-per-view. I don't know. Lights go out, end of the show, you think it's over. Braun Strowman's music hits. He's got the briefcase covered in all this dirt, and you can have, like, sod and everything all over it. And he cashes in this briefcase to go toe-to-toe with whoever the world champion is at the time. And let's be real, it's going to be Brock Lesnar because the guy fucking never defends the belt. Brock Lesnar, Braun Strowman, end of a pay-per-view. Braun Strowman wins the belt. I I never want to see him with this briefcase on TV except for that one time where he cashes it in. Exactly. That's what... Because... He is the menace. It's not the briefcase that's the menace. He's the menace. You never need to see the briefcase. I'd like to forget he has it. And then just when he's going to do, oh, yeah, that's right. He has a briefcase. Holy right. crap. You know, but but the way they're going to do this now is that, like, any time someone gets beat up, they're going to it's going to be like the NWO run-ins. The, the audience is going to be looking down the aisle or chanting Brock's name. And it's just going to it's not there's going to be very little drama to it until he actually cashes in well, as this, opposed to this way. And I, I yeah. love, I just, yeah, just, just, just give us, give us the ability to build the suspense. That's all I want. I just don't get this recent fascination where every single challenger has to come out and pretend they're cashing it in. Like that's some sort sort of like great strategy is to come out, you know, just to be ready and it's maybe, mental warfare. No, right. I know you have the briefcase. Right. And maybe the situation arises. They could be coming out here because they think they're going to cash it in. And then the situation changes and they don't want to. Like, I get that. But not every single time. Sometimes you just got to have someone come out there and be like, I'm cashing it in. I don't care. It's my time. I really wanted Braun Strowman to do the gimmick where he just he sets a time for Brock. Like, I'm not doing this thing where I come out all the time. And and that's their way around bringing this briefcase out every week. Yeah. I don't get why you want you want people if you want this big moment where the title change happens, you need for them to forget a little bit that he's the money in the bank. Like one of the coolest cash ins ever was Dolph Ziggler, right? The night after WrestleMania where he cashes in on Alberto Del Rio. And yeah, he came out with a briefcase, but it's not like every single night he was being called Mr. Money in the Bank and he was cutting promos about he's the money in the bank champion. There was a time there where. I mean, you, you didn't forget he was the money in the bank, but you're like, okay, he's had it long enough. Like, I'm not thinking about this nonstop all the time. And it's not being shoved down my throat all the time. And the yeah, cash-in like was the, cool. The Carmella, the Carmella cash-in, you know, yeah. for, for her character, it was fine. Because, yeah, she fakes it a few times. Right. But they did it every week until the Iconics the beat time. down Charlotte. And yeah. then they cash it. But everybody knew it was coming at that point. Not only did they know it was coming, but you, every single time Charlotte was in any type of dire situation, you were just waiting for Carmella because you, you've been reminded on oftentimes on that same very show that yeah, Carmella could come out at any time. Like you got to yeah, stop and, mentioning or it. she's sitting there or she's sitting there at ringside with the briefcase, <sighs> you know, the entire time. Yeah. It's uh, I, I would just like Braun Strowman to be one of these guys where he's just not carrying the briefcase. 
Mm-hmm. Just put it in the back. What do you have to carry it out for for your match for? We all get it. You're the money in the bank holder. What are you you're going to cash in during your own match? Are you going to are you going to say Brock Lesnar come out here I'm ready to cash in right now even though you're in Dakota? <laughs> leave the briefcase in the back. Or better yet, I'm telling you this is a great idea. Leave it at the Hardy compound. Oh, you know what? You know it'd even be great. Like you've determined or you've and it's been revealed that the Hardys and the Wyatts, including Braun Strowman, who just lives with Bray because they have a compound too. They are neighbors, right? We've established that they're neighbors. He goes out to the backyard to try and bury his briefcase, but little does he know, maybe he just doesn't care. He buried it a little bit too far in the backyard and actually on the Hardy's property. And Matt Hardy's just like tilling his yard, like growing some grass, maybe planting a garden. I don't know. And all of a sudden he finds the briefcase. Matt Hardy finds the briefcase on this own property. So now it's his legally. That briefcase is his and he is Mr. Money in the bank. And he challenges Brock Lesnar and he gets destroyed. And then Braun Strowman is not happy. Braun Strowman destroys Matt Hardy. And that's what makes him regular Matt Hardy. Again, he beats the, uh, the Matt Hardy, the, the woken Matt Hardy out of Matt Hardy's vessel and now he's just regular Matt Hardy again, and the Hardys go on their little way of, as a tag team. And Braun Strowman's like, I'm, I'm sick of this crap. Like, this is time to get serious. Brock Lesnar, I want you. Me and you are going to be the undercard of WrestleMania for Randy Orton, Tino, and Emma. You're just getting everything in today, aren't you? I'm telling you what, though, man. <laughs> this is amazing television. And you want... I mean, yeah, I get I want, it. They you are, know what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what? If Senor what? Benjamin is making a garden and he becomes money in the bank champ. But here's the it, thing. Senor Benjamin doesn't know who where his allegiances lie because guess what? He also works for the Wyatts. <laughs> and then and then next door to them is the Dudley's compound where all the all the ex like little snot Dudley and dances with Dudley. <laughs> you you yeah. really think little snot and dances with Dudley can afford a compound in North Carolina? Well, I mean, that well, is the all worst the thing Dudley I've ever heard. Pooling their money together, I think. Obviously, Heather Locklear is their neighbor. <laughs> Everyone knows that. I'm just ready for this revelation on TV. That's all. I, this is where you go with Braun Strowman. I don't think there's anyone in this earth that can come up with a better idea than I just laid out. And I'm telling you, this is like six months of TV, too. This gets them through so much. Let Jeremy Borash, let Borash run away with this. I think it's a great idea. Anywho. <laughs> Did you see uh, Leo Rush's debut? Uh, Leo Rush is the uh, the man of the hour. He is the newest member of the 205 Live roster, and it looks like Leo Rush going to get himself a little bit of a push until they don't want to anymore. I got news for you. There there are certain gimmicks that you see in full sale, yeah. and you go, and you go, ah, uh, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. They're okay here. Sure. But maybe, but you think to yourself in the back of your mind, they're going to do something with that mm-hmm. once it gets out of full sale. Ember Moon is is right now the possibly the poster child for this because we just thought okay, she's she has the the finisher. She's not great on 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 interviews. You know, she had a couple of good matches as champ, but she never got over cuz Asuka gave her the belt. But man, her gimmick is so good on Raw and her entrance gets over with the crowd. Yeah. No, she's great. So 
That's Leo Rush on 205 Live. Okay. As opposed to NXT. He he is look, that that his opening promo after the match wasn't great, but there's something there. And it and it's the it's the cocky, you know, kind of looking back at the opponent, like, what is he doing in the ring with me? He has something and he's figured something out uh since being in the PC. T- before coming to 205 he's he's found i mean basically he's doing a montez ford gimmick in some ways but it's it's uh i i i was really i really liked it i think i think there is something there for him to be a star in 205 here is what is becoming abundantly clear and i i don't think it's it's revelation at this point is if triple h doesn't want you he will send you to 205 live he will send you to Raw SmackDown. The guys he really wants to be like his to make NXT look really good and to make that, you know, Triple H's baby that looks really good. He's going to keep you in NXT. He'll send up Big Cass and Enzo and call it a promotion. Yeah, you're getting promoted. You don't make more money, but get off of my television show. He'll send Hideo with Tommy up when he's like Hideo with Tommy isn't helping me out in NXT. Go on up. Think it's a promotion. Go on television. He'll send Leo Rush up. He's sending the guys he doesn't want. I'm going to push back on that. I really am. I, I disagree with you because are you telling me he didn't like the authors of pain? Didn't need them. Didn't like sanity, which were over group in NXT. I mean, those two guys, didn't I mean, those two acts and the undisputed era carried that division for a long time, including yeah. the war games, which and, got massively over. Yeah. And guess who he kept the undisputed era. And guess well, who, kept guess who he's because- keeping Johnny Gargano. Who's been a main eventer in NXT and super over you telling me that, Vince McMahon has the choice between Leo Rush and Johnny Gargano and seeing the crowd reactions that he's like, man, gosh, darn it. I need this Leo Rush kid. No, got I don't Ricochet. think Vince wants small guys. I don't think he has any interest in them. It's not that Triple H wants to keep guys. It's that Vince McMahon has a certain move set that he likes for his archetypes. And if you don't fit that, then he wait, hold on. OK, let's use your theory. Do you think Triple H wants Lars Sullivan down in NXT? I don't think he'll have the choice very soon, but yes, I think he wants Lars Sullivan in NXT. He's got to have some big guy. He likes to have one big guy. Okay. Lars Sullivan's great. Lars Sullivan has a broken jaw. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. Lars Sullivan, great. I want to see more of him. I want to see these single matches. Lars Sullivan's a guy I want to see a lot more from, and I just keep hating that he has these little uh, setbacks and hiccups. I, I want this guy think, to be a big deal. See, I think Triple H wants his guys from NXT to be a success. And then, yeah, but he wants him to be a success in his NXT and help make his NXT a success. No, no, I think he wants him to be success on the main roster. And I think that, you know what? I'm starting to buy a little bit of the Dylan Hales theory, a former guest, the political hit theory. I think Vince just doesn't make the NXT guys stars unless he sees what Vince likes in a person in him. I mean, it it's not that hard. I mean, Vince likes blondes. He likes big. I mean, he made Alexa Bliss a star, and Alexa Bliss, you know, well, she was good in NXT, but she wasn't this. She was not. No, NXT. she was that. I mean, she didn't get to be this until the Raw brand. I mean, she yeah. she came up as just a bubbly babyface. I mean, she was starting to be a heel. And no, she and, wasn't. She wasn't babyface. When didn't she, she come up to SmackDown as a babyface? No, she didn't come up. She she hasn't been a babyface since. Uh, since uh, the sparkly Tinkerbell gimmick she was doing. She was sparkly Tinkerbell. I, for some reason, I keep I thought she came up to SmackDown as a baby Carmella face. Carmella came up as a face. Yeah, Carmella did. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't really... The women's division is a different 
ball game because I think they just had to get everybody, you know, all the good ones from NXT to help build that women's division when they were doing that on the main roster. Uh, because if, if Triple H could have kept a lot of them, I think he would have. I, I, I just think NXT is his thing, right? A lot of people equate his name to NXT. I don't think he wants to just send up all the good ones from NXT. I don't think he wants no. all of them to go up. So he's just with the names that have actually gotten the promotion. Because you're not seeing the Garganos, the Ricochets. Uh, it took a little bit on Bobby Roode. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura was down there for a year. Obviously, he wasn't going to keep Shinsuke Nakamura down. But he, he had all these guys. And you just well, I think he's trying to avoid right now. All right. You're going in and out. Go ahead. Okay, no. Well, I think he's trying to avoid what happened with Shinsuke and Joe in some respects, and maybe even Finn Balor, in having these guys get stale. Okay. Because sure, he wants to hold on to guys, but yeah. eventually, after a year, year and a half on top, they get stale. Right. They have but, to go to the main roster. But Buddy Murphy and Leo Rush didn't get a chance to go stale because they weren't doing singles acts. They, I mean, Leo Rush right. was a developmental enhancement guy for a couple of matches. Buddy Buddy Murphy, once the tag team ended, did a couple of matches as a single. Like, these weren't guys that were getting stale in NXT. It's just, like, hey, I don't have a use for you because I have more room for Ricochet and Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Like, these are the guys that right. are the hot indie names. These are the guys that are doing doing numbers for NXT and making NXT popular. I don't have room for you, Leo Rush. You're out of here. Goodbye. You're okay. going to go to 205 okay. Live, which is not a promotion. It's not a demotion either, though. Eh, it's not a demotion. Yeah, it's level. Yeah, I would say it's level. But in their mind, like, hey, would you rather work NXT or would you rather work 205 Live where you don't have to work at the, perform the performance center? You get to go t do TVs on Tuesdays. You might be on the road with the uh, with the main roster. I think the people see it as a promotion. And it is maybe one step closer to that Raw or SmackDown limelight. Uh, but at the same time, I think the 205 Live guys have a real, uh, real distinct possibility of just being pigeonholed as 205 Live. And if they ever do away with that show, they're just gone. Yes, I agree with that. So in that case, I'd rather be on NXT because that show ain't going anywhere. I mean, hell, that show could be on FS1 or FS2 coming up in uh, next year. Mm -hmm. Fox is getting they finally announced that Fox is getting Smackdown live. It's going to air live on Friday nights. Uh, they announced uh, the WWE deal officially with Raw going to USA or staying on USA. Both are five year deals. Both are going to be forever. Both are getting WWE a big amount of money. Uh, a substantial increase from what they were doing before. Uh, so now we can ask the question officially. Jeff Hawkins in 2020 WrestleMania weekend, you got to change the lineup because I don't think Fox is going to want a, uh, a taped SmackDown or a clipped together SmackDown of one of their 51 shows a year. And also what happens if a holiday lays on a Friday, you're not going to do SmackDown. You're not going to do a holiday SmackDown on Fox. You're going to have a Fox holiday special. There are going to be weeks where there is no SmackDown on television, or maybe it gets moved to FS one. I don't know, but there there's going to be a lot more weeks without a SmackDown coming up with this new television deal where Fox just doesn't air live or new programming where they're going to air their network special, their, their holiday special, or they won't have any TV. Something's going to happen here. Okay, what are you asking? I'm asking to speculate about the entire Fox deal. I had my reckless speculation time on Fox on SmackDown. <laughs> what are your now reactions to Fox, the big Fox, not FS1, not FS2, the big Fox network being the home of SmackDown starting in October 
of 2019. It's it's pretty much a safe proposition for Fox that they're not risking that much. Because what's going to happen is, look, like like I, I think I said on either the solo show, the Ask Me Anything, or I did with you, Friday night is not a ratings bonanza. So if you can bring over a loyal fan base with a certain set number, great. If you can grow it, even better. But as long as you get a certain number, a thir- certain threshold, you're fine. The only two times Friday night TV has been a real hot commodity in the modern era was Friday nights on NBC. BC in the eighties when you had the Miami vice lineup and the TGI F lineup on ABC when you had dinosaurs and step-by-step and full house and other shows like that. Um, you know, I, I, I think they may have sold them a little bit too hard on how, how much growth potential there is for this audience. Cause I, I don't see it like, unless, unless they build stars, which is something they're not great at. They have commodities, but they don't, don't build, must see stars like they used to. And even when they did, you know, Friday night SmackDown had the rock for a while and that really didn't translate into Bonanza ratings. So, I mean, I think, I think it, it's a, it's a nice gamble for Fox to do it this way. Um, in, in terms of, you know, what they do for mania and whatnot, I don't see them doing the live go home mania SmackDown live in the city. I don't, I think that is a clip show. And maybe it could um, be. I, I honestly expect a live SmackDown show. I don't think a lot of the WrestleMania headliners are going to be wrestling on that show. It's going to be a lot of talking. You're going to have like the Kurt Hawkins of the world and their and your uh, your D-list WWE superstars, maybe some NXT guys even wrestling on the actual SmackDown show. But I think you get a live show, maybe some cut-ins to uh, some access stuff like we used to well, get. Let me put this to you. In fall of 2020, when it comes on to Big Fox, your potential lineup for that weekend, for the latter half of the week on Fox, Thursday, mm-hmm. NFL, Friday, SmackDown, right. Saturday, college football, yeah, Sunday, NFL. Yeah. That's a hell of a package right there to have. Oh, no. No, I, I agree. It is. Uh, you know, for Fox, yes, it's a, it's a heck of a thing, but I, I don't. I mean, I don't know how it's going to turn out well, super well for Fox, because people aren't going to be watching WWE SmackDown as much as they are watching those other three. No, no, it's not. By and, any and means. Look, it, it's it's a gamble on that part because you you may taint the legitimate sports by, you know, having having to plug this this SmackDown show and it may be ratings death because of that. But but it's but it's you know, it's it's not going to tank their network if SmackDown doesn't do a top 10 rating each week. This is fun money for them. They can throw it at there because they have all this money coming in from college football and, and the NFL. Yeah, no, they, they can throw it around and see if it works. It's a five-year investment. Uh, this is dangerous territory for WWE only in the fact that I mean, five years is a long time for any TV show to last on Fox, especially one that if it's not super successful, do they find a way to change it, to to shove it onto one of their cable networks, to to end it, to do something, to get out of their deal? I wonder if there's any type of buyout involved in uh, in any of this. Um, but it, it it's an interesting development. Uh, WrestleMania weekend 2020 would be the first WrestleMania weekend of uh, SmackDown being on Fox. Uh, and, and we've talked about this a little bit before, and we did it on Shake Them Ropes uh, when this news was first coming out. Is instead of 
instead of the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, it's just going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday now. And Raw will be the last show of the weekend, which is really hyped for Raw. SmackDown, I think, will have more involvement from the crowd because it's the first show of the weekend. Uh, maybe you find something different to do with the WWE Hall of Fame, either doing it. Well, in the hold arena. on. Hold on. What? You're assuming that Go. they may do a network special for SmackDown on Tuesday after May after May and just keep it going. Oh, they could. They they very well could. Uh, I wouldn't expect it. I mean, if you especially if that's going to be a heavily rated episode of the show, I think you keep it on the regular night. I don't think you put it on right. Tuesday. Um. So, yeah, I, I think you would that would be your schedule is I don't know what you do with the Hall of Fame. Do you have it as a network only thing on on Thursday? Do you start the weekend still with the Hall of Fame? Uh, do you do it uh, be after SmackDown, but just maybe fewer inductees from now on? Do you make SmackDown the Hall of Fame? Is that Friday SmackDown the Hall of Fame show? Like, there, oh, there you go. You do inductions in between matches. That would certainly yeah. cut the uh, cut the inductees time down, which would be probably a good thing in some cases. God, mm-hmm. what a mess that was. Goldberg said he was going to be the shortest speech of the night, and he ended up being the longest speech of the night. Freaking Goldberg, <laughs> man. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I just thought about this, too. Shinsuke Nakamura got his leg bitten off by a dog. Guy has one leg now, and he's supposed to be main eventing these Japan shows coming up this weekend. The July 4th Japan shows that WWE does now. He was going to be a big deal on these shows, and now he might not even work Japan. What a bummer. Poor Shinsuke yeah, Nakamura. I, I cannot I, I, believe I'm his... Still, I'm still perplexed as to how, how this all happened. I just <laughs> I can't believe his career ended in Bakersfield, California. What a low point. That's sad. It's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. It's going to keep the uh, title on Jeff Hardy longer because one would think that Shinsuke Nakamura might have been winning the belt. He could have been the U.S. champion headed into Japan. I thought he was going to win the title on that SmackDown. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to me, it seems like most likely. I wonder if they do that now. If, if Shinsuke Nakamura is able to wrestle on the uh, Japan tour, does he win the U.S. belt from Jeff Hardy in Japan? Hmm. I mean, maybe he could. I mean, he won the NXT title in Japan. So, uh, yeah, that is uh, what is going on with Shinsuke Nakamura. This entire show so far has been about Shinsuke Nakamura and the case of the missing leg. Uh, let's see what else is going on in the world of professional wrestling this week. Jeff. Yeah. The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Just keep popping all over the place. On WWE.com, they did the E3 thing with the New Day. The newest development is that WWE's Twitter handle has followed Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks. Jeff, anything to this? No, other than co-opting the fandom because WWE wants to be the one-stop shop for all wrestling fandom. So, of course, they're going to try and... You know, it, it's it's dual. There's a dual purpose here. You know, get some of their fans over to us. You know, kind of uh, kind of massage the egos a little bit, so that when contract time comes up, hey, you know what, guys, we have a big platform here for your fame, and if you'd love to come, we'd love to have you over here because you guys are very popular. You can bring your fan base over here to WWE, come part of the WWE universe, be on up, up, down, down every week with Austin Creed. Play your little video games. Do your <laughs> do your superstar save points. Um, I, I, you know, and I always view, um, internet WWE and the people who work there as being far more savvy than the actual corporate brass. 
Yes. Now, from the perspective of the Young Bucks, they truly are guys where they would take a pay cut to go work for WWE, at least up front. They would take a pay cut. They'd have to work more, and they would not be home as often as what they get to be now and kind of dictate their own schedule. Uh, I mean, these guys are doing the merchandising deals. These guys are working uh, Japan dates. They got their T-shirts and merch everywhere. They get to pick and choose where they work. They do one or two shows from Ring of Honor a month, and then the rest of the time is when they're on the big Japan tours. Uh, This, to me, unless they're getting big superstar, you know, AJ Styles money to come to Raw or SmackDown, it's not worth it to them. Oh, I agree. I I, I don't think there's any way they go there. I, I I think they're... I think they're happy being outlaws in some way as well. Uh, yeah. They get to keep all their money. And you know what? They've proven we're more creative than any company's corporate creative team. We've built better stories than they could ever think for us. That, so why do we need to go? And not even the stories, but the way these guys do their merchandise, They, if they'd have to rely on WWE's merchandise creative to do, I, they might alienate their fans with crappy merch. That's true, too. And then what are the Young Bucks <laughs> if they can't sell T-shirts and their merch? If it looks crappy and the people don't want to buy it, then they've just alienated their fan base that loves buying their stuff. So uh, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of cons for the Young Bucks to go there. Um, deep in my heart, I really think Cody Rhodes wants to go back at some point. Will he? I don't know. I, I think this whole thing is an idea that he wants to be a major player at, back there. Yeah. Uh, no, it is. and And he'll go back. And Vince will go, I don't see you that way because I don't remember you ever having anything to your stardom. So here, put on this mask or put on the stardust makeup and get out there. It would be really (laughs) interesting to see Cody Rhodes by himself because the moment he got onto the indie scene, he latched up with the Young Bucks. His whole trajectory in independent wrestling would have been changed had the Young Bucks not been there. If he couldn't get into the Bullet Club or the Young Bucks graces, I don't know if Cody Rhodes is around anymore. The most interesting aspect of Cody Rhodes going back to WWE is if he gets to bring his wife with him as part of the act. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if, if Brandy Rhodes is is part of the gimmick, is part of the act. Um, I just, yeah, it, it would be a whole different situation, I feel, Cody Rhodes not being in a group with Matt and Nick Jackson. It would be, yeah. it would be different. What else in the world of WWE this week before we get into the future? Of shake them ropes. I'll tell you something non WWE. I watched that I really enjoyed. Yeah. I, I got home Friday and I turned on CMLL. Okay. And I watched that LA park versus rush match. That thing was fantastic. That was just a brawl. I absolutely loved that. Um, <laughs> I was watching that. And I think I watched some Vader matches after that, but, uh, that, that, that match, I love La Parca LA park any incarnation of that man. I love this middle-aged crazy thing he has going. I want him in, in NXT and WWE for one last run. That That's what I want. He's my Tino. Okay. Okay. <laughs> As for the future of this show. that's And that's um, going to be more like uh, what you envision, right? Where you're talking more than just WWE. You really want to get into some of the outside stuff just here and there when you watch it. I want to talk about the stuff I'm passionate yeah, about. Yeah, sure. And... 
what has happened over the past couple years. I love this show. I do. I, I've I've had a blast with you, but for me, what always got me geeked up for this show was when NXT was great yeah. and had the horse women. Oh, sure. And our top and our top one hundred list. I loved doing that top one hundred list because I loved being able to talk to you and the generational gap between, you know, wrestling and what you saw and what I saw. And, you know, your your fandom overlapped my when I went dark on wrestling because I, I checked out for much of the early aughts and my fandom predated yours. So I want to be able to, to interact with people on, on on that kind of level. Again, when I took the fightful position, it was, it was, you know, I had to, I had to basically deconstruct every single segment on SmackDown. And it's, you know, it's fun to do for an hour and to chat with Sean Ross Sapp because he's a friend and I, I, I love him to death. But I don't want to have to watch all of Raw and all of SmackDown and then watch NXT and 205, which I do enjoy. I enjoy those two shows quite a bit. But it's just it was a slog being a completist for the sake of doing a WWE-centric show. Not that I'd, I just want to hit the top things in WWE and, and kind of go on to other things within the network. Because the network right now, if you're not watching the network, they are uploading a crap ton of classic stuff that I haven't seen. And I really want to watch that, Rob. I really want to see the stuff because I I didn't have cable as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I was a kid with UHF, so whatever territory I grew up in, that's what I got. I didn't get to see a lot of this old Mid-South. I didn't get to see a lot of uh, you know, uh, the, the early, early NWA stuff because I didn't become a fan until 84, and they're uploading the 84 stuff now. And I'm like, that's what I'm geeked to talk about. I'm geeked because I have access to New Japan World now, and I can watch, you know, stuff from the early '90s there that I only got to download off of Usenet news groups in small <laughs> three-minute clips. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm excited. I want to be excited about stuff. I still want to do, and I want to do a little bit more. You know, I, I want to do season two of Glow, and I'd love yep. to have you and your wife on to talk about an sure. episode or two if you'd like. Yes. Um. So on that I, note. I, uh, on that note about having me on, so that gets us to the point where, yes, I am not going to be a regular anymore on this here podcast that I formed with you when I was uh, when I put out a message on the Wrestling Observer newsletter message board saying, hey, does anyone want to try a podcast? And I told you I wanted to make it like a PTI where it was like a half an hour. You quickly hit the big topics, maybe have five minutes of, uh, of one topic, uh, but that would be the most we talk about something. And I think we tried it the first time and we realized, hey, these two minute topics, we end up talking like 20 minutes on it. So we can't do PTI. We got to make it our own show. Uh, but it was pretty fun from the very beginning and it became uh, Shake Them Ropes here. So yeah. I, am, uh, I am no longer going to be a regular but I will be coming back from time to time as Jeff Hawkins needs me. Uh, how that will work exactly. Not a hundred percent sure. I've had ideas where I just record five minutes of me ranting on the biggest thing in WWE. I saw that week and maybe send it to you or we do, uh, we do every yes. other week, no, something, that, you know what I would love to, you know, like a 10 minute cut in one week and it's just us two talking. I'd love that. We I'm, I'm sure this show will, will kind of feel like uh, shake them ropes in a way is continuing, but also a new, a, a whole new ball game at the same time. And it will morph and it will evolve into whatever it eventually becomes. Um, but the, uh, the commitment of watching all the programming and doing the show uh, now with my wife and job situations changing, 
And I also didn't want to be someone who's doing the show just because I have to do the show. If I'm not super into the pro wrestling I'm talking about, if I'm not super into the time commitment, I didn't want to be here and be tired and be lame and like, all right, Jeff, let's talk about the show and hurry up and get it over with. I didn't want to be that guy for too long. And I felt like I was starting to become that guy. And, uh, and maybe taking a little break away from it will reinvigorate me and allow for better segments. Maybe not as often, but they will be better. And I feel, I feel the same way quite a bit. You know, I I've had weeks where I was just, oh man, I've, I've deconstructed SmackDown to the point right. where there's nothing I can talk about on shake them ropes and raw is already like three days old. Yeah. The, the, the release of this show is going to be different too, because I am going back. Look, one of the great things about the schedule I have now is I could watch wrestling in the afternoons and I could uh, talk to Rob who's on the East coast or on East coast time. I'm on Pacific Coast time, but I got out at noon and and I could do the show in the afternoon and and we and so it would be here's early evening and we would get it out. Yeah. I'm going back to a nine to five traditional schedule here on the West Coast. That's why I can't do the fightful shows live because on on my direct TV it starts at five PM and I'm not getting home for at least an hour and a half after I get home. Right. And I may have to do overtime because I'm the guy in charge. So it will probably be dropping sometime on weekends. I plan to still try and put it out weekly. I'm going to need directions from Rob on how to upload it to audio boom in our feeds and all that other stuff. And I'm sure he'll get that to me in four or five weeks <laughs> after I need it. Uh, <laughs> four or five years, four or five years. Of the, I will teach you in 2021 exactly how to do it. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to make it a little bit different. I I'm still, it's still going to be WWE centric because that's the big thing. And that was our, that That's was our, our thing. in. That's our thing to the Voices of Wrestling Network, yes. and and I appreciate them hosting us. I've I have so many good memories of this show with Rob. I mean, and and uh, you know, just guess we've done a lot of good things. We were the first platform Todd Martin came on after he left the Observer before he went to uh, the Torch. That's right. We've had Brodus, love- we've had Brodus Clay on. Here. <laughs> I love that. One. That we've was had- your first one. Your first one was we got the Todd Martin exclusive. I I like Todd. I do. I like, I like it. He was great. I just thought it's kind of funny. That's the first one. Cause yes, we had Jeff Jarrett on twice. We had Brodus clay on, uh, we had, uh, we've had guests from Sean Ross Sapp. This this is basically how Sean Ross Sapp and I, uh, I met. This is how Dylan Hales and I first interacted. Um, yeah, we've, we've had different people on. We also had that, uh, guy from, didn't we interview a guy from a, a figure, a toy, uh, a wrestling figure? You did. You did. Oh, you, I did. That was one that you wanted to do by yourself. I, I wanted to do it by myself because I thought I was like, why the hell am I doing this to begin with? I didn't want to bring you yeah. into it. Oh, my you had gosh. Gabe on. I had Gabe Sapolsky on before he threatened to kill me and, and, and uh, get me fired from my job. Yep. Really? Oh, Gabe. Oh, 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 God. oh, that happened. All right. Gabe, <laughs> love Gabe. Big fan of Gabe Sapolsky. Uh, but yeah, there's and been most, a- of the, most, most of the stuff that happened on here that people seem to enjoy happened by accident. Like Shake Them Ropes Theater yeah. was an accidental. It was an accident. Sketch that happened w- once when we were watching NXT and that was when Alexa Bliss turned heel and it's like, yes. oh, look, NXT high school. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the, so the you few, just start doing the. Yes. The few times where I've made a coherent thought, those are all by accident. <laughs> the times I've been funny. Yeah. Uh, but no, Rob will be Rob's still part of the family. I'm, I may just rebrand this Rob McCarron's Shake Them Ropes. Starring Jeff Hawkins. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we're just going to come up with different ideas. Um, I'm going to kind of be the linchpin of it because 
I still want to podcast. I still enjoy yep. interacting with everybody on the Twitter, um, talking about wrestling. I want to stay engaged with wrestling because I fear if I don't, I'll just not want to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah I'll it's, stop. It's not going to be a thing. I, I feel kind of, uh, I thought about that. Like, what if I stopped doing the show and I just am never motivated or incentivized even to uh, to keep up with the product? Well, I just stop caring, like especially during baseball season where legit, I, I'll make baseball jokes around here, but I am watching one game per day, uh, at least on baseball. I am really into the baseball season. So it, it's a struggle to have that time going on plus three hours of Raw what will what may eventually be three hours of SmackDown? Because I I very much anticipate the day, especially if SmackDown starts to struggle, where they're doing two hours on Fox and then one more hour on FS1. Whether that ends up being a two hundred five live or an actual in name SmackDown, I don't know. But you have so much programming on WWE, like it could be tiring at times. And what if I just stop watching? But my thought is, and this is actually honestly where I see myself, if I'm not forced to watch it and watch all hours. I might catch it here and there, but I'll stay engaged with what's going on. And I may get more excited as I'm staying engaged with what's going on that I'll want to watch it more. I'll be more into watching the pay-per-views because I don't feel like I have to watch them right then and there. Uh, so I, I'm interested to see where this takes me uh, just in my in yeah. my fandom. That was my fandom in the early two thousands when I started working, you know, a big boy job. Um, I, I, I kept up through news groups and other things, but it was like, I can't watch this product because number one, they killed my company cause I was a WCW Homer. And at the same time it was like, well, when something exciting happens, you'd read about it and go, okay, now I'll go seek that out yeah. and, and I'll still stay engaged as opposed to watching You know, I, I still maintain the golden corral metaphor for the, for this stuff. You get a lot of, you get mm-hmm. a lot of wrestling. Yes. It ain't all quality. Yeah. You got to find and pick and choose your quality in here and what you like out of the WWE, because that's what they want. They are a content provider. Mm-hmm. They're providing you a buffet. And as opposed to me trying to attack the entire buffet, now I just want to pick and choose. Yeah. No, it makes sense to me. Uh, makes sense to me for sure. So yes, we will, uh, I will still be a part of the show, just a much smaller part uh, Jeff Hawkins has taken the reins, going to give, uh, you know, everything shake them ropes related to him. So he is now your content creator extraordinaire of, uh, of shake them ropes, but I will still have a small presence. Uh, it's just going to change. I appreciate all the, uh, kind words, uh, that people sent to both you and I, uh, when we talked about this on Twitter, hopefully this conversation will clear up a little bit more. And, uh, and let's face it starting next week, when Jeff takes the reins of the show, you are going to hear Jeff Hawkins, Give all the ad reads, including we got next week, Jeff, boner pills. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican jerk turkey sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican jerk turkey sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.